Andrew Paul, not and RuPaul, because RuPaul isn't here. So it can't be and RuPaul. It's Andrew Paul, right? The Undad is part of the Alberta Podcast Network and is powered by ATB. Oh, hello there, everyone. This is the Undead Podcast, and I am Trent Wilkie. The Undead Podcast is a podcast about family and how you are formed by your environment. There will be some swearing, there will be some caring, and there will be some sharing. I hope you put on your lucky jacket, because we're going to go on a journey together. episode is titled generator um yeah yeah there's not really not really that much else what do we got at all also don't touch andrew he gets so weirded out like if you touch his face don't or around him. his eyes just starts biting no licking yeah no, no licking, no licking. Oh, <clears throat> i even come today? i know right i know i'm sorry it's friday we're all a little open-minded okay let's okay. do this jenny where are you from Spruce Grove. Ugh. Edmonton? No, I said Spruce Grove. That's not Edmonton. It's around Edmonton. But it's not Edmonton. If you're from Brampton, are you from Toronto? I am from Spruce Grove. If are we going to fight already? Are you, if you're from Canada, do you know Joe from Winnipeg? Uh, you know what? I do that all the time. <laughs> I ask people that all the time. <laughs> you're from, were you born in Spruce Grove? Are you trying to like trip me up? No, no I wasn't no, born in Spruce Grove. There's no so, hospital so. in Spruce Grove. <laughs> <laughs> there was no water birth in Spruce Grove when I was born. Um, I was born in Edmonton, yeah. but I grew up in Spruce Grove. Cool. Like the, your formative years, the whole kit and caboodle. Because I was born in Cape Breton, brought up in Ontario, now I'm out here. Yes. I, I have been here my whole life, yeah. basically. Cool. Um, what do you remember from Spruce Grove? Like what is Spruce Grove like? Boston I hear, Pizza. I hear rumor. Yeah, Boston Pizza. Okay. Well, I worked there. Boston oh, wow. Pizza for Life. Yeah. That was the place to work. <laughs> uh, actually, I did work at Wendy's too, but it, no, BPFL is yeah. literally something we still text each other. I can remember the PLUs <laughs> for the Smoky Mountain Spaghetti, yeah. and we were hostesses and dishwashers yeah. and waitresses and cooks, and I think I worked for, for Joe in Spruce Grove at Boston Pizza for six years. Oh, wow. And then I left and came back, and some people stay there for life, so yeah. BP's for life. It's a good job. you know. It was a great job. Yeah. Yeah. I worked at a Boston Pizza in Kelowna for a year. And what was your favorite pizza? Oh, Jeepers. Probably the... Pierogi. Um, Pierogi's pretty good. Um, Rustic Italian. You know what? I'm also just like, I just like, uh, uh, just pepperoni. What? Pepper, yeah. Why Why work at Boston Pizza then? <laughs> Go work at Little I Caesars. I wanted to snowboard. I was snowboarding in Big White and I don't I even believe you that you worked at Boston Pizza. I did. I did. Uh, I remember uh, they actually wanted to hire me as a manager. And then you screwed it up? And no. Then I was like, I got to go back to Unterrible. <laughs> And get out of here because my pass is. It's open. really bright in here. Yeah, like it, it, I know you guys can't see this, but there's like ten fluorescent lights shining on me right now. I'm sweating in a basement. It's a murder shed, Jenny. <laughs> it's funny. a murder you shed. You did warn me. Yeah, you were born in Spruce Grove. I was born in Spruce Grove. You worked at a Boston Pizza. I worked at Boston Pizza. What got you out of Spruce Grove? Um. Well, there's a city that's really close nearby. It's yeah, called Edmonton. On. Hmm. 
What's it like? <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> oh, why did I say that? Why did I say it's cold? I, I hate when people say that. I you love, know what I love? Edmonton. I love when you overanalyze yourself. Oh, I do that nonstop. I know. Nonstop. <laughs> He's already read me. Um, I went to school at McEwen and I started working at Juice Dance Lounge as a shooter girl. Wow, we're getting Holy really <laughs> And this is this is still in your preteens. Yes, I was fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was so upset that I was going to wear tight black pants yeah. and work at a bar, and I was like, "Mom, you know what? If anything, I'm going to meet a lot of people." And like, you're not think, a dumb like you know what I mean. Like, you, you didn't still, know me when I was fourteen. Well, when I was fourteen, I was super smart. Right, <laughs> I, was quite I smart. could do all math. This is a, all the maths. And so it was, I mean, working in a bar, but I did meet a lot of people, a yeah. lot of great people. And that kind of, I mean, you and I know each other decently well. That's kind of who I am. I love to talk to people yeah. and it was fun. And, you know, it was a great way to put yourself through school. Is that what sort of got you started in the whole entertainment side of your life? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shooter girl. Go. Shooter girl <laughs> is what inspired yeah. me. No, I always wanted to work in television. Yeah, that was yeah. my goal. And so in high school, I took, uh, I wanted to get into nature and they took 12 people for their radio and television program and you needed 80s in every subject, but I am terrible at math. Yeah. So I took math 32 and a half times. I got 65. Just to get into 65. And then I went to center high and I dropped out because I was like, it is not meant to be. Yeah. I am not meant to work in television. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. And then I ended up doing it anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> how, did, how did you get into it? Uh, what was the name of the show? I, I keep like I keep saying like it was, Help TV. And, was it Help TV? You forgot the name. Well, you it was because then it was done as Breakfast Television, and then it was all this, that, and the other. It was right? Help TV. Um, yeah. How I got into it. So yeah, I had always kind of done public speaking type things mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing growing up, and so I uh, was on a reality TV show, Survivor. Uh, I I wanted to be on Survivor. Was it called uh, Rocks or Food? Where you decided which was food and which was rocks, and you had to test with your mouth? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Happy. You saw it? Yeah. You were terrible. <laughs> was Everything was food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was on a reality TV show, yeah. and um, and then after I was on The Bachelor, yeah. um, there was a little bit of notoriety, because it was really funny, as that was in 2005, which is so long ago yeah, and it was yeah. season seven and i think they're in like season 39 yeah and that, at that time there wasn't even social media yet so there wasn't oh facebook God, right. or instagram and the only and i'm not trying to challenge people right now yeah. but the only thing you can really find online about it is like these like old style chat rooms right mm-hmm. and so uh it was a big deal at the time there was lots of media hubbub and so about a year after that, I got um, offered to audition for this show called Help TV, mm-hmm. which was basically a show that had run on access television for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it started out as homework hotline mm-hmm. and uh, evolved over time. And so what it was, was a show on any topic, just like City Line or The View. Yeah. Um, and so my auditions were dentistry mm-hmm. and <laughs> cooking with venison. <laughs> Like, could you imagine? Like, like uh, I was so nervous. Yeah. I was so nervous. I don't know how I got that job, but I did. Yeah. And I remember, uh, you know, for six months every day thinking I was going to throw up. Like, yeah. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Um, and one time I went to a party the night before and it was a grand opening for the River Creek Casino. And I mm-hmm. ended up getting a little bit drunk. And you. so I was hung over the next day in terms yeah. of being spacey and I could not put a sentence together. And I don't know if you've ever hosted live television when you can't put one sentence together, but that was some of the greatest torture of my life. Oh, so man. I never had a drink the day before I had to uh, host the show ever again. But it was uh, it was amazing. And that's how you and I met. Yes. It was on Help TV. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, 
to jump back one second. So Edmonton to where was the Bachelor filmed? New York. So they flew you out there, yep. put you in a place to stay. What was it like from Spruce Grove to New York? That's a bit of a a bit of a leap. What was you just talked about nerves being on television yeah. in Edmonton? Were there nerves there? Did you know what was going on? Or were you like, holy shit? Well, I mean, it's I, I don't mean to downplay it because the whole thing was quite exciting. Like yeah. um, from the day they emailed me to sending in my tape was like a week mm-hmm. to being in L.A. was 10 days from the beginning. And then you have to like do all these crazy things like pee in a cup and give blood in a hotel room and oh, wow. um, do six psychological exams and all of these things. I, you know, meet with a psych. Like they do their due diligence and yeah. I'm trying to remember if legally I'm allowed to, to say these things out loud or not. I can't remember. My yeah. contracts are really thick. Um, <laughs> but they do their due diligence for sure and yeah. they know who they're bringing to the show. So then um, two or three weeks later we got flown to New York and uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Like yeah. I remember my mom of all people, well of course she was like losing her mind. And my she wasn't little shooter like, girl. Growing <laughs> she's up. growing up and she owned a newspaper at the time and it was just killing yeah. her not to be able to say anything, oh, right? No. Um, and so I don't know if I was super nervous because it's different. You get used to the cameras really fast. There's yeah. a lot of cameras and they're always around and a lot of people and you just get used to it and all of a sudden you're just acting normal. So yeah. um, maybe more nervous when the show started coming out. because uh, mm. Did it change? Like were they... I guess they have to make the bad guy and the good guy and all this stuff, right? And they edit it to make it look like that and all that. Yeah, and if anyone wants to take me for a beer, I'm always happy to, like, talk about it all. If you want to know, I will tell you all the details. Um, Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was an exciting time. It was really neat. You know, I'd never been to New York City, but... um, Mm they lock you in your hotel room for the first few days. And so I was like a block from Grand Central Station and I couldn't go out of my hotel room to even go to the ice machine. Oh, man. Um, and so it was a little bit torturous because yeah. you wanted to see the whole city. But I ended up um, I ended up meeting a guy. Why am I telling you this? On the, on the <laughs> way home. And we dated for like six months. He was a New Yorker. And yeah. so I flew back and forth like, you know, six or seven times. Yeah. Um, and got to experience the city as kind of a New Yorker lives there. That's and he cool. was shopping for an apartment yeah. and going to the dry cleaner and favorite cafe. And it was not a fa- nothing fancy. It wasn't yeah. like a fancy. He lived in like a 500 square foot, you know, closet, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, that costs, that's a big know. closet, but it costs yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but that was really awesome to be able to experience a city in that way. So. so why do you think you were nervous on television? And not to downplay Edmonton, but it sounded like where you did you feel more pressure because it was your show, your. Yeah, doing, where yeah. you're at, you know. Yeah. On a reality show, you're just behave. You're just going on and living life, especially mm-hmm. on that show, right? You're not like you're doing competitions and things like yeah. that. So you don't even. It would be like if there's ten cameras sitting here right now, we would just forget about them. They're just exactly. recording it, and you yeah. can't ever really put two and two together that whatever. You don't really know what's going on. But when there's one camera but looking you in when the it's, face, and you're the host of a yeah. show, when you have to talk about cooking with venison <laughs> and or how to take y- out your own teeth, you know, and guide the show <laughs> and throw it a break, and now you've got an earpiece in your ear and it's live. It's going like I'm saying it, you're watching it yeah. that's a whole new world of, of nerves and every day was a different topic yeah. i remember one time and we had wonderful producers like great friends on the show yeah, yeah. literally like I'm one still day in touch with some of those yeah, guys, yeah i mean fred and ben and dean and yeah. like you know pete we had a great time gail hall mm-hmm. you know lovely gail hall who since passed away she taught me how to cook oh, um i learned how to surf i got kissed by a sea lion yeah. i learned how to adopt children 
from Rwanda. We yeah. brought in this amazing gospel choir called the Soweto Gospel Choir who would perform for Nelson Mandela and flew on Bill Clinton's private plane. And they were coming to town and I was like, I'm going to reach out to their agent, Britney Spears agent, and them have the same agent. And I convinced them to come to our little help TV studio. Oh, and cool. so they showed up and they're like, oh, and I can't tell you like, you know, 40 uh, individuals singing this music and I'm like six feet away and like the goosebumps and hair, you know, standing yeah. on it. Like I always say I never started living until I did that show because yeah. you can drive from your underground parkade yeah. and, you know, to your underground parkade and live in your little bubble and do things you're really good at. Yeah. And that show, as non-fancy as it was, it aired seven times a day across the country for Canadian yeah. content. Just really, you know, I feel so fortunate that I got to do all the fun things that I Well, it sounds like you do. took advantage of it, maybe. Like it sounds like you made it your own in your own way. Did you feel like that? Did you ever feel that ownership? Well, that... we were able to, right? Yeah. As hosts and producers and just like a skeleton crew, yeah, yeah. Um, we were able to come up with literally anything that we were interested in. And when you're producing five hour long shows a week, that's a lot, like 181 shows we did a season. That's a lot of Holy TV. Shit. So I remember one time we did a whole show on sleepovers, like as adults, like what would you do for a sleepover party? That's great. <laughs> one on New York City. Like we had serious <laughs> topics too, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, we would bring in clairvoyance, Kim Dennis mm-hmm. and, you know, numerologists and just like ghosts and I remember Dean the producer dressed up as a scary clown one day and we did like just like <laughs> random stuff and then of course you came on the show so Trent you worked at uh, Mountain Equipment Co-op at the yeah. time so you are a resident camping outdoor <laughs> camping right. you know not indoor camping but no. outdoor camping expert yeah. but then one time on April Fool's Day we decided to make up an entire country <laughs> <That's right. laughs> called East Floripolis yeah. where we just scrambled the words yeah. and um we did all sorts of things like you and I did the official art of East Floripolis, which I don't know if you've, uh, I've continued to keep up this hobby of mine, but painting lobster tails. That's right. It's a, it's a cultural icon for the the people there. Are they, are they called Floralopians? I think, Floripolians? I think it was Floripolians. Yeah, that's right. And you were very astute. You said, you know what they say in East Floripolis. And I said, no, and I was like, if you paint down the spine, you're going to do some time. Yeah. And I didn't know that and I was yeah. painting down the time. Uh, mine. Well, so, and then you have that whole prison sentence which it, was sort of a coincidence but at the same time you deserved it. It was, it was coming, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was coming. It was totally coming. So I was nervous because, yeah, you're hosting this live show. You you are responsible now. For... Isn't that exciting though? People sometimes like, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to feel that. But then like, there's a responsibility to what you do and without that, would you rather, like you said, just stay in your bubble the whole time? Well, you know, I, again, I've been so fortunate to be presented with these scary opportunities. Like yeah. to me, they seem scary. Like going on a reality show, everything worthwhile seems is scary. scary right? Hosting live TV, scary. Yeah. I hosted City Line in Toronto for, uh, when Marilyn Dennis left four times. Like Holy that crap. is scary. I remember yeah. walking down the street listening to Kanye West's song, where he's like, "I'm gonna be on the TV, Mama," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's me. I got this." Yeah. You know, now that is scary. And trying all these different things that really like you're terrified of, but how much it does for your confidence or your ability to see different things in yeah. the world. So. I'm so glad that I, I got to do that. And I want you to be really honest with me right now, okay? This is straight shooting, okay? okay? How do you think I would do being a shooter girl? I got the upper body, right? I got the strength. I can, uh, I think I can do, you know, some body shots. I think I'd be pretty good at it. So here's what I'm worried about. <sighs> okay, okay, go ahead. Yeah. You don't seem very good at math. Um. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. So I, I think by just looking at me, I, you can sense that. I can tell that. So yeah. I don't think you'd be good at counting money, and I think people would might take advantage of you. So I don't recommend you should do it. I am a very good friend. So they would take advantage of me financially. <laughs> yes. Huh. Yes, that happens in the bar industry. I think you're right. Yes. Uh, I don't know the math. Can I just say one thing on no. the record? Okay. Um, 
just going back to being taken advantage of, yeah. I have over the years, people have said, oh, you know, if someone emailed me about an audition for The Bachelor. If you were ever thinking of going on a reality TV show, especially now, be very, very careful yeah. because they, you sign away your life. I just happy, I, I am lucky that my character name was the smart Canadian. And that was legitimately one of the producers told me my role in the show was oh, wow. to be the smart Canadian. Yeah. How boring. Um, but fine. <laughs> Eight times six. Yeah. Uh, smiley <laughs> um, face. Not math. Not math. Um, just be careful because, yeah. you know, they're not interested in you as a person. The second I was kicked off the show, the producers didn't even look at me in the eyes anymore. You know, yeah. they're like, hey, next. Yeah. Um, so just be very, very careful because it can definitely ruin your career. And I don't think it makes anyone's career anymore. No. No. And you have to have a sense of who you are. And, it did, that doesn't even matter. Like, and don't let it just. What I'm saying is, yeah. after they kick you off the show and they don't even look in your eyes, you know that that's them. That's and maybe, not you. maybe they've twisted your words. I don't know if they yeah. actually do that, but yeah. maybe they would. Well, the sound will twist your words. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the right ambient sound in the background. Yes. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mom owned a newspaper? Yeah, my mom is a journalist. So my mom's from New Brunswick and she came oh, out here. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Camelton, <laughs> Just Brunswick, I know. My wife lived in New Brunswick. I'm from the Atlantic provinces as well. Uh, You're gonna Jen, Jen's mom, uh, and uh, <laughs> I, it's the only bilingual province in Canada, fully bilingual province It is province true. Canada, yeah. It is true. It's a good trick question because yeah. people would say Quebec, but. No. So, um, yeah, she owned a newspaper. So when what she, was it called? Hometown Living. Huh. So when we were growing up, she, uh, she owned clothing stores and stuff. And when my parents got separated, she went back to school after working at like Pizza Hut and different jobs to keep things afloat. And she went back to school and she took her official journalism over at McEwen mm-hmm. and worked for the local papers for a while and then said, screw it. I'm a business person. And so she, I think it was about 10 years. It was a newspaper magazine that she had and she yeah. started in her kitchen um, at home. And yeah, it was great. It was really good for her. And she still does lots of writing and different things as well, too. That's cool. Mm-hmm. A heck of a role model, I'm assuming. Yeah. Except for the shooter girl thing. Cause Except that's, for the know, shooter girl yeah. thing. She had her, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she was a shooter girl in her day. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a movie. My yeah. mom, the shooter girl. My mom, the shooter girl. <laughs> My dad, the shooter girl. <laughs> yeah. All right, I gotta go to work. That's what your kids are gonna say. Yeah. And they are so sweet. I met them this week and you're just gonna ruin them. But anyway. Yeah, you're, well, if I already haven't. You, know, you haven't. They're you know. the sweetest. Yeah. I call them my weird little monsters. They are And they awesome. call me that guy who my mother yells at. <laughs> <laughs> so how much of your like your upbringing would you say has been influenced? Because you're, you're, you're a go-getter. You know? I'm a go-getter. Is that, do you say you got that from your mom? Or is this something that has just been like Spruce Grovian of you? Well, Spruce Grovians are go-getters. Yeah. We are awesome. They go get some pizza. We go get some pizza at Boston Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, my dad, uh, is in the oil field, so yeah. he worked all over the world when I was growing up. And yeah. so even when they divorced, it was like, well, I didn't see him that often anyway. Uh, my dad's a go-getter as well too, and really smart at math. Yeah. Of course that went to my brother, not me. <laughs> um, and my dad's a, a great storyteller and, you know, funny. And yeah. I think I'm funny. So I think I get that from my dad. I think, what, <laughs> I think what I get from my mom mm-hmm. is, uh, she's really funny. She'll come in and she'll be like, did you read this McLean's? magazine article read it and she'll throw it at me or did you see this or did you watch this tv show did you watch this movie did you see what happened on the news now let's talk about it and so she's always interested in current events and what's going on and debating and having conversations about things and yeah she's she's a real go-getter i i wonder sometimes if she forgets that i got that from her because the odd times she'll be like you know i have my own business now as well too and you know it's hard with kids and 
every situation is hard with kids, let's just say. And I'm like, mom, you know, I got this from you, right? Mm-hmm. Like I am me because I am you, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. um, which I think she secretly likes it. But, you know, mom's jobs are to remind you what your priorities should be. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I do believe that I, I am very similar That's to my mom. That's a great way to put it. I forgot what, what your priorities should be. That's yes. one of the mom's jobs. Yes. Huh. Because I'm sure she's looking back at her life saying, I wish I spent more time with my kids and less time on heroin, heroin or <laughs> clothing stores or newspapers. Your mom does clothing stores. Yeah. Is that like a new like street drug? Yes. Oh man. Yep. I got a bottle of clothing stores. You guys want to go. Uh, your business. My biz. Part of your business. You do mm. uh, you do public relations, is that correct? Is yeah. that safe to say? Yep. You also do crisis management? Yes, we do. Scenario. Scenario. Okay, okay. okay. It's Friday night. I um, drank, for some reason, a whole bottle of expired children's Tylenol. Mm. Okay? Feeling pretty good. I'm riding the, riding the dragon. Not chasing mm-hmm. it. I'm riding it. I walk into the pet store in West Edmonton Mall, and I start stuffing goldfish into my pockets. Okay. Okay. Before that, I stopped at the food court and an elderly woman just kicked the shit out of me. Okay. Spin that, manage that crisis. Do I go to the papers with it and say, you know, man can take a lot? Or is it like, you need a doctor? Or is it both? Well. And how does it benefit me? Well, what I want to know is what <laughs> will benefit you? You know, well, do we want the public to feel sorry for you? Or do we want the public not to like seniors? Do we want the public to realize that goldfish should be in pockets and not in aquariums? So once you can tell me what we're trying to achieve out of your crisis, then we will fix your problem. I want to make $500 off of my experience. Oh, well then, uh, one, you could just go on a reality TV show, bring a (laughs) camera along with you and sell a couple ads. Pocket stuffers. Two, resell those goldfish. And three... Um, you find that little old lady and just steal 500 bucks from her purse. Is that how you break it down? You break it down by what the company coming to you wants. Well, I mean, sometimes they don't know what they want, Ah. but sometimes like, or they don't understand that there's more than one option, um, and how it would benefit them. So how do you decide that? Like, how do you decide that X needs this? I guess you just go by what the company does. I'm not going to ask you about it. No, it's like a. A, a lot of overthinking. Yeah. Um, you know, what is the organization actually supposed to be doing and what are they, what are they trying, what are, what are their, what are they, I don't want to sound, but what are their goals? What yeah. are they trying to do in the next little while? Yeah. Are they trying to lobby the government for something? Are they trying to get public support? Are they trying to um, get donors and they, you know, messed up on something? So, yeah. it, I mean, there's lots of different elements that kind of go into it. Yeah. It sounds very, very broad. It, it is very like broad. Like, and then you just start cutting it down to, one or two final things. Yeah, and sometimes you can't overthink it, but sometimes it's really complicated because yeah. you have a lot of different stakeholders. And so, you know, when I worked in tele, like I have a business education, I studied international business kind of focused in the Asia Pacific was my education. But then I worked in TV and I was like, well, this is cool. And when um, uh, publicists would contact me when they're like, we have a new product and here are all the questions you should ask and here are the pictures and here are some giveaways and I'd be like, I have so many guests to book. I will take your content and I will put it on air. Yeah. And I saw that value there. So that's how eventually 
um, I started my own company knowing that from that PR aspect, I could understand how to tell a story and what producers needed, right? Yeah. Um, in terms of like the crisis and strategic management, I did a lot of work in shopping centers, which sounds really funny, but yeah. the shopping center industry is really cool and really great for learning the value of a brand and a marketing plan and a big budget and yeah. being creative and coming up with crazy ideas and then seeing results from them. So that kind of all tied together. And then I've also done a lot of political work. So here come all of the elements of what we're doing. So mm-hmm. putting all of those pieces together, um, we do spend a lot of time kind of now in this crisis area where if you have a problem, yeah. big or small, you call us or you have a legal, you've got yourself in a legal situation. Well, you also need a publicist to help you understand, you know, what is the media looking for? What is the, how are the public going to react? Um, and, and you know, what is that world like and how can you make sure that your side of the story is being told, whether it's a really big mess up or just a misunderstanding. Yeah. Um, sometimes as we know, fake news, yeah. uh, things can take and run. And then there's the reputation side after the fact. Yeah. So we do a lot of that as well too. Do your little ones know what you do? Do they grasp it? Do they know that mommy does this, that, and the other? Um, well, the odd time they'll see me on TV because I'll stu- still do the odd things, you yeah. know, and they're like, oh, mom's on TV. Cool. Like, <laughs> you know, they never give me any accolades. Why are ever. those handcuffs so tight, mom? <laughs> Come on. Uh, they never give me the accolades. They, I don't know if they know what I do because it it's complicated. I just say, you know what? We talk to people. Yeah. Like that's m- mommy gets paid to talk to people. Yeah. yeah. And uh, listen to people. That's yeah. one thing you learn about hosting live TV and you and I chatted about this. Yeah. You only say to one per like, you make this mistake once. And then I got hit by a train. Yeah. Okay, so what did you have for breakfast today? <laughs> you know, you only make the mistake of not listening to your yes. guest once uh, before you get c- extremely roasted. Yeah. And, you know, again, without having social media back in the day, we got lots of feedback from people. Yeah. I got written up by the CRTC twice. For what? OMG. Um, I can't the remember CRTC? this. CRTC? Were you singing like... Sepultura tunes? Or? Uh, no, one time I said, well, you don't want to piss off your customers. You said piss. And piss is one of the seven words. At that time, you couldn't say on TV. I don't know if the rules have changed, but I got written up by the CRTC for that. So sorry about that. <laughs> don't want to piss them off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to urinate them off. Yeah. You don't want any urethra action from those cats. Yes. Oh, she be. We just had to say she- it once. <laughs> <laughs> Trent and I have an inside Shiwi <laughs> joke. If you don't know what the Shiwi is and you're planning on going camping, ladies, please Google it now. Yes, it's a feminine urinary device. So you can stand and pee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't need it, by the way. I was taught <laughs> when I was canoe guiding, a young lady showed me how to do it without it. Oh, okay. Standing, yeah, okay. it was... So you don't I have to rep the company I always anymore. remember her, uh, and if I knew where she lived, she'd still get Christmas cards. Okay. Or even if she's still alive. Did she come in this murder chamber too? No, it's a murder shed and it's not, it's a snuggle dungeon now. That's the nice name. The murder shed was supposed to be funny. On the most recent episode of the Well Endowed podcast, Chris Chang Yen Phillips speaks with Edmonton Community Foundation CEO Martin Garber Conrad about the history of their living in Hilltop House. No, not the house on Haunted Hill nor the haunting of hill house as for hilltop house having ghosts i'll have to talk to producer andrew paul about that then hunter cardinal joins them to discuss his new play lake of the strangers and the process of working with community to create new myths visit them at the well endowed podcast.com Just so everyone knows, it's not Trent and I just in this room. There is another individual, and Andrew he's sleeping Paul. in the corner. And it's not Andrew it's Paul. <laughs> it's Andrew Paul. <laughs> he's sleeping in the he's corner. He's sleeping in the corner. Andrew! Andrew! 
You're crying in your sleep again, you dingus. Yeah. yeah. Do you think anyone is interested in what we're talking about right now? I, uh, don't, I don't care. I am. Yeah, okay, good. You know what I mean? Like my friends call me the mayor of Dullsville. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah. A funny side story. You ever been to Tile Town? Uh, I think I have. Yeah, I call it Tileton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I once remember my kids both yelling at me to shut up. Like, just, Daddy, stop it, Daddy. Because I'd go on how the mayor would be flying all over the world meeting Tile people. <laughs> I'm sure they get sick of your jokes. Uh, yes, they do. Dullsville, hey? Dullsville. Population one? It started out because I don't like doing shooters, to be honest. Uh-huh. So every time the shooters would come out, I would hide. And uh, It's like, you, you, that was your work, that was your area of expertise, you know, <laughs> know what I mean? You don't wanna... I overdid it. Like, yeah. yeah, a couple years being a shooter girl and I'm done. Yeah. Just do one squash banana squirrel. Just do one. Come on. <laughs> uh Here's a real newsflash. There's no alcohol in that shot. Really? That's how they make their money, hey? It's just pineapple juice and sneezes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's <laughs> a three Gross. swallower. Best is when people are like, it's my birthday. Can I have a free shot? I'm like, yes, one minute, please. Tabasco, Worcestershire. Take the bar mat, dump it in there. I never did that, but that, and put some whipped cream on it, and huh? there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm not proud of the person no. that I may have been with the Oh, years. we all have uh, mm-hmm. regrets. Regrets. Like Wayne Regretsky. Mm. Mm, he regrets not being where the puck was supposed to be. Mm. What the <laughs> fuck am I talking about? Okay, so you have kids. I do. What are you working on with your kids right now? Oh my gosh. Um, Puzzles? Puzzles. We did do a puzzle. Yeah. Um, I am working on, so I have two boys, Pavel, and he is nine, yeah. and Sasha, who is six. six. So grade one and grade four. Um, Sasha is awesome. They're both awesome. But And Sasha, you're done having kids. You're done. Yeah. Disco lemonade. Okay. Yeah, exactly. If one just showed up, that'd be a different story, but I I am happy with two and really do not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go back in time. I couldn't deal time. with a third. Like it's, um, yeah. I love them, but you know. Yeah. So Sasha is... Uh, my little feisty guy, yeah. and he's not afraid of everything, but he's afraid of being embarrassed. Okay. So he won't do anything. He won't eat in front of people in public. Huh. Yes. So that is tricky. Yeah. Um, and he won't sign up. I love kids. Uh, Aren't they weird? They're just weird. Yeah. I he, love it. He won't sign up for any sports, and he's very athletically, like, he natural. He yeah. won't, but he won't sign up for anything registered. So it's been really frustrating for me because he's at home a lot. And I'm like, you have to get out of the house. And I'm worried he's getting this. I have to stay home feeling. Uh, so anyway, I managed to trick him into uh, signing up for ski lessons with his older brother, who is yeah. happy to do everything and anything yeah. and is just like so much more easygoing uh, in a way. And so they went skiing on Monday and Sasha just loved it. Like oh, it was minus awesome. 20. I couldn't get him off the hill. Yeah. He was so pumped. He wants to go back this weekend. Yeah. Great. And then I snuck him into a squash class last night that he yeah. went to. And again, he didn't want to go, but I bribed him and threatened him. Yeah. And he went <laughs> and, he, you know, here he is. He's yelling at the coach. I'm going to hit you with the ball. But you better duck. Like he's yeah. just so pumped, right? He's like he's it, yeah. just in there. So, um, yeah, I've tried a lot of things with him. So I feel like I'm done my parenting now yeah. forever. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I got him. Hang I up the parenting there. goggles. Yeah. yeah. You know what? It's, t- it's tough for me because um, Sasha is feisty mm. and... Pavel is so sweet and he's so kind and he's can read people Mm -hmm. and he has a good EQ. He's his dad is very like an amazing hockey player, scratch golfer. Like he's Mm -hmm. a very good athlete. I'm a mediocre athlete. So Pavel has the skills, but he has Uh, it's pronounced mediocre. 
mediocre. Yeah, so you're like hardcore, but right in the middle. Right, yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Pavel has no drive to beat people. Oh. So. So it's a competition thing? I don't know. Like people, some people think I'm intense. Yeah. He doesn't have that intensity. So I wonder if that comes over time. If, you know. I, I think it's just a switch. It'll happen. If it's and if it doesn't, it'll become something else. I'm like, how are you, my kid, when you don't want to go get that puck? Yeah, but yeah. he I, he is he is finding his own. So I think my life lesson in parenting does is, it have to be his idea that type of thing? Like it no, has to be it's before just, it's. You know what? He's not the alpha. So he was on. Mm-hmm. We had, we had this amazing hockey team, Riverview. Mm-hmm. It was just our neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, which never happens. And so for three years or four years, it was just the kids in his class. We had the best time. Normally mm-hmm. with hockey, you're pulled from all over the city, and yeah, it's yeah. a mi- mashup. This was just like us, all of our friends, and some of the boys uh, on that team are amazing hockey players. Mm-hmm. So Pavel got in this habit of well. Why do I have to try hard? They're going to score. Uh, They're going to do everything. Like yeah. he'd go on the ice for 30 seconds and then come off because he was tired. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> and again, pretty decent player, yeah. not a great skater, but like, you know, and so now he's on a lower tiered team. They finally got tiered and he yeah. is one of the best kids on the team and he has to perform. And so I like that because uh, now he's put in, you know, like that's a different mentality for him. So yeah. I can see him improving and trying harder and realizing that, he has to help everyone. So again, I think as an intense person who tries to fix problems and wants things now, yeah. I have to just be patient yeah. and let them grow up and yeah. learn things and not force it down their throat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. My son is very competitive um, with everything. Yeah. Going to the car, getting his shoes on, that type of stuff. But he's a poor sport. Is he? When he loses, like the world needs to be pulled down around him. So that's one thing we're working on with him. But it makes me feel good that there will be things in his life that are just going to put him in that situation where failure is going to be the only option. Yeah. And he'll have to deal with that. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy that Pavel got tiered low. Yeah. I think he's in tier, like, lower than he was, right? Because yeah. some of his friends are in the first tier. Mm-hmm. Some of his friends are four feet taller than him. Like, it is what mm-hmm. it is. I'm glad in that he was devastated and he's not with any of his friends. And I'm like, sorry, dude, hard lesson. Yeah. You you want to be on a better team with your friends? You got to try harder. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that, you know, and it, you can see it. it like, he he tries really hard now. So I, I like that. But when we play tennis together, like, I'm a tennis. Yeah. I love tennis. I play, like, eight hours a week. I play tennis so i try and get him to play with me and uh speaking of poor sport after every single point he wins he celebrates and yells and i'm like okay pavel you can't (laughs) do that in tennis like that's not good etiquette he's like well what's the point in playing if you can't celebrate when you win a point yeah and so trying and i'm I'm like i've walked off the court before i've like made him pick up all the balls because like i am mortified he's like you know jumping up and down and throwing his racket he's so happy for one point i'm like you know that there's like a thousand points right in in a match or whatever that you have to win it's not that many everyone who's criticizing me i realize i was exaggerating (laughs) but um yeah it's good lessons as a parent too to just try and figure out the way out of your own personality to yeah and like in a way you you can't not see yourself in him right so it's yeah. sort of your fault it, jenny it's, it's totally your his dad's fault, fault. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> i forgot there's the other half too yeah, that's cool. right everything good is you everything bad is the other person you nailed it yeah you nailed it what is uh what is something you're going to be because your kids are nine and six you said yeah what's something that you're not looking forward to when it comes to talking to them about or what's something that you're wary of 
you know, drugs. Um, oh my God. I remember we had this lady on help TV yeah. and, uh, she came in and it, we were talking about math because yeah. then math was the big drug. And yeah. she's like, you know, I'm, I've been married to my husband for a long time. My son was a very, uh, very good hockey athlete. He played on all the rep teams. Um, he's got a sister. We, you know, we have pizza night on Fridays and we had a great life and he went to a party. He tried math and he was, you know, 80% addiction rate and we've lost him. He's on the streets. He breaks into our house. He steals from us. And I was like, my mind was blown. Because, you know, especially then before you have kids, you think, oh, you must as a parent do something wrong for your kids, you know, to go down yeah. that path. And I remember to going to yeah. my my therapist at the time and being like, OK, tell me, how do I make sure my kids don't become drug addicts? And she's mm-hmm. like, OK, so you're going to be fine. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, but tell me what I have to do. She's like, yeah, you're going to be fine. Like, no, no answer. Right. Because yeah. it can happen in any situation. So, of course, I am like you know, really worried about that. I'm worried that my kids are so privileged and so lucky that maybe they don't appreciate, they don't, I mean, they don't appreciate. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't go to Hawaii until three years ago Mm -hmm. for the first time. They went to Hawaii when they were like three and seven, you know, Mm -hmm. like things like that. They're so lucky. Um, So I hope that they have the work ethic and understand that you have to work hard to get there. But I also really worry about social media. Yeah. Just like the online bullying and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Pavel's I- class is all iPad mm-hmm. and their teacher is amazing because he really does take the time and he teaches them about safety and mm-hmm. how much time is too much time and how to use the internet. And he knows more now than I do about apps and such. But mm-hmm. what he didn't know, he was playing with a friend who was over like last year, a girl friend of his, and they were wrestling and having fun and they took a picture on their iPad. And then, you know, through your iPad email address, you can text, right? Yeah. Um, and we do, we do not like him texting and stuff but they sent it to someone and i was like just so you guys know you can't delete that you know these are the like it's out there forever it's out there forever and so you guys are wrestling and having a great time and in my head i'm like you know six years from now someone's going to be like oh look at you know look at what these two are doing and that's they're little kids it's not like that at all and just thinking kind of about that world in which they're about to enter yeah he wants a phone he wants an instagram account you know he wants to be on youtube and i'm just like ah i I don't know if I have the capacity. So again, going back to that, be patient. And one thing I like, it keeps coming up is, you know, in time, everything kind of feels right as a parent, yeah. you know, like you never, like I remember being sad when he was five days old thinking, Oh my God, it's going by so fast. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. be sad, but every stage gets better and you get used to everything. And, you know, over time it's like, okay, well I couldn't imagine him being in the iPad class and now he's in grade four and he's in the iPad class. I'm like, this is the perfect class for him. Mm-hmm. So just being able to give a little solace to the fact that hopefully this all feels right at the time and not to rush it. You know it is I mean? all about education, isn't it? It's all about someone caring, not just giving you information, but caring yeah. enough to give you information. Well, and I worry, like my mom says, I don't spend enough time with them. You know, again, yeah. I full disclosure, yeah. I'm very, very lucky. We have someone who works full time for us. Yeah. She has, uh, since Sasha was, before he turned one, yeah. she's worked for us for six or seven years or whatever that is. I'm really good at math, as I told you. <laughs> um, and she's lovely, lovely, lovely lady named Christina. And she's always at her house. And it's almost like a bit of a crutch for me. I'm yeah. like, well, I could go home and hang out with the kids or, I mean, Christina's there. So I yeah. could just go work out or go grab a beer or, yeah. you know, so... I, Uh, I've been, and they have another mom and, you know, another strong person in their life. And again, there's pros and cons to everything. Yeah. Um, What it's allowed me. And I think maybe one day if I look back on my life and I think 
you know, I could have spent more time with them, but Christina was there. So instead I could build my business and I could build really, I could do all these other things. Will I, will I regret that? Or mm-hmm. can I accept the fact that that's the way that we chose? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they were able to receive the benefits of, you know, this. So, you know, that's the one tricky thing. I think if I have mom guilt, it's that I don't really spend as much time with them as I feel like other parents might, but then, you know, everyone has to work. Well, let me put it this way. I'm a stay at home dad with my kids. I'm with my kids every day. Uh, Last night I went out and I did a performance at uh, the Grindstone Theater. It's something called Weird Weird Al Karaoke where you go up and you rewrite the lyrics to a song. I was out for three and a half hours Mm -hmm. and I felt you felt bad. That I was, yeah. And they were probably sleeping. They were with my wife, yeah. having a great time. I think they went to like an exercise class with her or something like yeah. that. But that's, yeah. like. But it's also good for your wife to have totally, that time Totally, but with like them. even like I'm just yeah. saying like those regrets, mm-hmm. they're always going to be I know. there. You know? I know, That's the shitty part of it. And I'm also alive. like, you know, here I've got this great business and I'm so lucky because mm-hmm. the flexibility, like I've almost all of my clients have been, can we hire you? Can you just come in full time? And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm like, you know what? I love you as people and I love what you do however you know money's not my number one motivator yeah um freedom and flexibility is my number one value driver when it maybe not number one I'm not overthinking this but it's like one of the the main ones yeah when it comes to how I approach work um because I've been so lucky now to have that freedom and flexibility I work a lot I work from 10 p.m till 2 a.m I work Saturdays and Sundays I work uh get up at six if I'm really busy and I work when you own your own business yeah but then if I want to uh like today go volunteer and help with lunch at school I can do that if I want to be home every day by four or not you know I can do that and like put your phone away and I'm like but you because I have my phone I can be here with you even Mm -hmm. though I'm not fully like it's just this constant like mind fuck where you're just Mm -hmm. like you know am I doing the right thing or wrong thing if I was working full-time I might have to be at work till six yeah you know I'm lucky you kids are lucky you're (laughs) lucky I'm on my phone in front of your face and if you take every negative aspect of parenthood and you know weigh the uh you know what I mean? Like my kids are well fed. <laughs> yeah. You know, you take all those negative things that actually do happen. And it sounds like I'm joking, but in reality, yeah. all you got to do is love your kids the best way you can. Yeah. And that's all there is. As a wizard class user interface, I have some understanding on what is and what isn't awesome. Now, I don't want to sell you portions of the moon, but if that is what fancies your lunar tickle, I can get you that shit. No, what I'm spitting truth about is the Alberta Podcast Network. It is a grocery store for your ears. It is a library for your mind. It is an ossuary for all your bone needs question mark. I've lost the metaphor. Visit the Alberta Podcast Network.com and submerge your entire head into it. Uh, speaking of kids, now I didn't. I usually ask somebody to bring something that reminds them of their kids. Okay. Is there anything on you right now oh, that I would have remind? These two necklaces, unless oh, they fell nice. off. No, they're right there. I yeah. got them for Christmas. The one's a P and one's an S. Nice. Yeah. So did I, they get them for you? Or? Um, my husband did. Oh, they nice. Were, yeah, I got them from Sheldon, so that was really nice. And then I do have this picture uh, on my phone that um, 
that Pavel thought he was really funny and he stole my phone and he took a picture on it and I will show it to you. And so I said, yeah, no problem. It's like this real close up dumb picture of him. Um, and I made it my screensaver so that every time he picks up my phone now, he's like, mom, take that off. I'm like, no way. No way it Jose. is staying forever. So. That's you. You did that. Yeah. Yeah. That's your art. Yes. What do you want for, do you see their future? In a way, like, do you see them like, he's going to be an engineer and he's going to oh, be... Oh, I don't, but no. their grandmother does. Yeah. My husband's mom, yeah. Nana. She's a, she's an awesome lady and she really believes, uh, you know, in spirituality and feng shui and numerology. And mm-hmm. like, that's kind of like, she loves that world. So she went to some numerologists for them. I don't know if you know this, Trent. I don't. But um, <laughs> Sasha yeah. is going to be an Olympic athlete. Huh. Mm-hmm. He's going to be an there's Olympic... N- there's no pressure my, in that. What? I know. He won't do one sport. Okay. And uh, Pavel is going to be an engineer of sorts, and he's going to run a huge conglomerate. He's very good with people. Jenny, uh-huh. I don't know if you know this. He's very good with people, and he is going to run a massive engineering company. I'm like, well, can you do numbers on me and tell yeah. me what I'm supposed to be doing with You're my gonna life? You're going to be please? a chair. Or a fire truck. That's it. This is my last day alive. I should have done more with my life as I'm going to get, you know, in this really, you got to take a picture of this room. Of the snuggle dungeon. Of the snuggle dungeon with spikes coming out of the wall. They're not real spikes, okay? They're foam. Um, Run against it. Run. Just get up and run run. right into it. No, I'm just kidding. Jenny, sit down. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what they're going to be or what they're going to do. I, you know, and I don't mean to take anything away from Do you find yourself wanting to guide them or are you just sort of like, just be decent people? If I admitted to you that I don't think that hard mm-hmm. about it, is that me being a bad parent? Because I'm just yes, busy being it's doing terrible. whatever I'm doing. Yeah, it's like F plus parenting. Yeah, I just want them to be able to understand that if you work hard, you can have a really awesome life. You know, and the way you live your to life, really the kids simplify see that, it. Right, the kids see you working hard. You well, know they just I mean? see me playing a lot of tennis. Yeah, and yelling at them about celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> don't you smile? Don't smile. You s- stupid smile face. Yeah, you don't say stupid. I no no never no, never ever. I They've said I said one. I swore the other night. Yeah. We were playing Yahtzee, <laughs> and uh, You're like fucking Yahtzee. Well, I said something like, <laughs> "Pavel's rolling. It's so stupid. <laughs> He's playing in the can, just dropping it, and then shaking the thing." And I'm like, "Fuck! You just got the same roll three times in a row." And he looks at me. He's like. He stormed off. He's like, I'm not playing this game. And I'm like, why? He's like, you just swore at me. I'm like, no, no, that was a loving fuck. Like, that was like, oh, fuck. Look what you did. Let's go through the levels of fuck, okay? You got to learn this. (laughs) It wasn't an angry fuck. I was just laughing because you're annoying me with your role. Yeah. And um, I, you know, I have the least amount of patience ever. Yeah. So we quit playing Yahtzee because they, I did not like the way they were rolling. <laughs> the dice were falling on the ground. And I'm like, you're counting and this is not going the way it's supposed to go. Go to bed. Everybody go to bed. <laughs> I've been home for 20 minutes. Go to bed. So. Uh, I was driving yesterday and I got cut off by a, a guy, a tow truck guy. And like really cut off. The car went sideways. We're going sideways down the road. And I'm just a litany of swears. From the backseat, I hear my son go, Daddy, you shouldn't be saying that. Those are swear words. And then he says over to his sister, he says, uh, he says, honey, you shouldn't be saying that. Don't don't say what Daddy said. I'm like, I'm driving right now, and you're being the cutest little he's so cute. dingus. Yeah, he's a yeah. good older brother. I was driving with them. Um, Pavel was like two and a half. Sasha was brand new. Yeah. And we were in the car. Again, I was on the phone, on speakerphone or whatever. And yeah. Pavel was like, Mom, Mom, like, we're, what are we doing? And... Uh, um, I'm like, oh, 
we're going to go to the doctor. And guess what we're going to do after we take Sasha to the doctor? He's like, what, mom? I'm like, we're going to go to Wendy's. He's like, holy fuck, are you kidding me? I love Wendy's. And I'm like, okay, so you're really listening to everything I say on the phone. Because I fucking love Wendy's too. Like, this is awesome. Wendy's. Hi, everybody. I'm Jenny Adams. Everybody should just get the fuck out of their seats and go get some fucking Wendy's. fucking Wendy's. That was my first job. Um, <laughs> so it's like it runs in the family, you yeah, know? Yeah. I should stop swearing. Um, have you listened to this? Uh, have you listened to my podcast before? Yeah. Is there something that you thought I was going to ask that I didn't ask? I didn't. Is there something that you wished I would ask that I didn't ask? Did you believe me when I say I listened to your podcast before? Because I actually hadn't. I actually didn't hear you when you say <laughs> it. I have, I have, a, I have a, In a De Vida by Iron Butterfly in my head all the time. So if I'm not talking, that's all I hear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think so. I didn't know what you're going to ask me. Sorry, you keep laughing. I must sound like such a bimbo. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Because you're not that funny, Trent. Uh, okay? Well, I'm you're just right. Really nervous. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know what you were going to ask me. So, yeah. in all of your help TV world, mm. what is the one moment? You can't say the choir. Mm. What was? What is the one moment that you will see as the most um, educational for you? Okay, so it can't be the time the tofu lady came. No. And I gagged on the oh. tofu that she was cooking on live TV. And she made a complaint because she was trying to promote tofu. And I was like, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and nearly threw up. <laughs> I did get in trouble for that. Yeah. But in all fairness, she came back and made chocolate cake with tofu. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, it can't be the time that I interviewed the chef from Sorrentino's and he was Chinese, a very, very uh, thick Chinese accent. Yeah. And he was talking about Japanese mushrooms. Yeah. And I took seven years of Japanese. So you would think I could uh, I could not make my way through that interview because I could not for the life of me understand yeah. what we were talking about. That was a very low, low day. Yeah. And it was also not the day when I uh, had to do four minute segment on coffee with a bartender who didn't know anything about coffee, but just how to pour the coffee into his mug and that was it for four minutes he didn't know about coffee grinds or wasn't even from a good coffee machine i hate you frederick croach for <laughs> tea <laughs> coffee and stew were the production notes he gave me that day for 48 minutes of television i do think you know i will always be grateful for that entire crew for dean you know telling jokes in my ear the producer while i'm interviewing people and just yeah. learning how to be quick and on your feet and to get to the point of conversations quickly and to help people tell their stories because that is really a big part of me yeah. and i'll i will always uh be grateful to gail hall who has since passed away she was a um, an edmonton local foodie um she had cooking classes uh on her, in her little loft on 104th Street and she was on her show all the time and she taught me how to be confident in the kitchen and how to cook and um, she has the biggest spot in my help TV heart I think everyone misses her so mm. we love you Gail that's it Thank do you, you have a nickname? is it like Jennifreak? Generator? Oxygen? Degenerate? <laughs> Degenerate is it genitals? <laughs> oh my god there's so many nicknames I've I know right on. Yeah. everyone calls me Jenny Adams Jenny Jenny Adams. Jenny Jenny Adams. Yeah. Like it's usually first last name. Yeah. Or J Lap. J J Lap. Yeah. Because my initials are uh J A Jenny Adams and then my married last name, which I didn't take, is Petrakowski. Okay. It's 
a lovely Polish name, but it's really complicated to spell. Yeah. J-A-P is not a good no. 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 So I added in my middle name and yeah. it's J Jenny Lynn. So J-Lap. Cool. Yeah, don't call me that though. <laughs> is it Jenny? Is it Jenny Lynn? It's just Jenny. So it's just Jenny. Just Jenny. Boring like old. Mayor of Delsville. Smells like tofu. Jenny. Can't finish a sentence. There's Jenny. seven more of me in yeah. every coffee shop in this city. Yeah. Just bland. If you could give yourself a nickname, what would it be? And it can't be J-Lap. It can't be the other one. It can't be degenerate. <laughs> it can be degenerate. What about hydrogen? Hydrogen? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know what? Um, I don't. I don't know what. You don't know what? Uh-huh. I, I don't. I don't know. You're really putting me on the spot. I know. Isn't it intense? Yes. And my glare too, right? Yes. For my... You didn't ask me what I wanted to be one day. What did you want to be one day? What I ultimately want to be. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't yeah. ask okay, me Okay. Okay. Let's, let's, let's just pretend like. Oh, Jenny. Yes. What do you want to be one day? One day. What are you going to do with yeah. your one Let life? Let me try it in an accent. Jenny, what do you want to be one day, <laughs> love? Right? It was funny. I know you're trying to end this interview, but I love I'm to talk, to so I'm it. just going to keep going. Um, <laughs> I volunteer. I'm going to keep on <laughs> going. Fuck it. I, this is my turn to turn the tables on you all and right. all the stupid stuff you've said to me I as I was interviewing very you. very rarely... So said many stupid stuff. I volunteer for two hospitals. I'm on the Women's Society for the Lowest Hole Hospital, yeah. which I love. And I also volunteer with the Stollery on their Tea Up for Tots golf tournament committee thing, yeah. which we raised a million dollars this Holy past fuck. August. Holy cow. Um, and so Mike House, who is the CEO of the Stollery, we had yeah. to go. This is going to sound horrible, but we had to go to the site of the, you know, it's at the Jasper Park Lodge. And we had to do a site tour for the tournament. And, you know, um, a few of us from the committee, we stayed overnight and we were playing... Um, uh, Scrabble. Oh, Scrabble. And Mike goes to me, you know, Jenny, I, was, I don't know anything about you. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, three questions. Shoot. Yeah. I don't know if you know Mike. He's an awesome guy. You I should meet him. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. And he, and I'm thinking he's going to ask me, like, what's your favorite kind of pizza? And yeah. I say pepperoni. And uh, no, I would never say that. He goes, um, what's the one question your friends aren't asking you that they should ask you? I'm Why like, are you crying? What the fuck kind of question <laughs> is this? I'm sitting with like three other people I just met today who are, yeah. you know, well to do in the business community. And I'm like, well, they would ask me, what are you going to do? Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, no follow up questions. No, what are you no going to do? do, Jenny? Like, what yeah. are you going to do? Yeah. So I always tell all my political friends that so I do like politics. I'm going to be the Secretary of State. Yeah. It's like, you can't be the Secretary of State. There's no Secretary of State. I'm yeah. like, I want to be the Secretary of State, so yeah. can you figure it out? Yeah. Um, <laughs> AKA, I would just love to be on a global scale, uh, helping sell our city, our province, and yeah. making things better for people um, in the biggest way possible. So I figure if I start saying that out loud more, it'll You'll start put to it out happen. In the universe and it happens all the time. I have a follow up question to Mike House's question. Oh, okay. If you had to eat a part of your body, mm. what part would you eat? And you, it can't be your brain because you need that in order to run the rest of your body. I'd probably just chew my nails. Fair. Mayor of Dullsville. (laughs) (laughs) I'd probably just, mm, uh, can I have a little nap before I answer that one? (laughs) Can you pass me the porridge? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do it in the most boring way possible. Out of, uh, okay, out of the three bears, which bear are you? Um, Obviously the daddy bear. (laughs) 
<laughs> Obviously. Obviously. I'm sorry. I'm such a fuck up. I can't yeah. believe I didn't know that. I don't know why I asked it. <laughs> Obviously. I feel like such a dick. Shit done. Yeah. <laughs> Your big smelly bed. <laughs> well, I didn't think it through, Trent. I know, but it's that's the it's the response. Do you think I scarred my children with this interview? Are they going to listen to it one day? Uh, I don't think I've ever done a personal interview before. I think what they'll do is they'll hear me say fuck a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. And then they'll is just that like, my dad? That guy is is that my dad? <laughs> I want that guy is so cool, man. Mom, you got to hear this awesome interview with this guy if who's doing the gonna interview. Anyone's going to murder my mom yeah. in the snuggle chamber. It should be that guy. Jenny, snuggle dungeon. It's a snuggle dungeon. Okay, I'm taking a picture so people can see this room. That's fine. You can take as many pictures as you want. You can take a picture of a picture. Hmm? 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 Done. Okay. I Oxygen generator. What? Degenerate. Know. Did you, you like degenerate? No, I really don't, actually. Okay. So, uh, hydrogen? No, we already did that one. It can be hydrogen. Yeah. But that sounds like you're selling weed. Does it? I just thought it sounded like I had some sort of rockets on my shoes and I would just like launch places. Huh. I'd, uh, I didn't, <laughs> that's uh, not that's not what I was, yeah, because when I think of hydro, I think either of weed or water. Well, water. It could be water shooting me into the air. Like, you know, you've seen those guys with the water shooting things. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, um, <laughs> we're going to wrap this bad boy up real quick <laughs> now that I feel superior to you. <laughs> I'm throwing my glass of water in face. <laughs> water. There we go. Are you doing any like uh, impromptu dance? Or are you uh, doing any calligraphy? No. Paper mache? Um, you know. Paper mache? I accidentally got involved in politics like four years ago, literally by accident. It's like a and, drug, um, isn't it? really is. And there will be an election soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, belong to one idea or the other. I, I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, I'm kind of lying right now, but <laughs> I have to. Um, I, but I'm not volunteering on any major campaign, yeah. is what I was kind of saying. But I will help out, you know, a few candidates from a few different parties because but they're your friends. They're my friends, yeah. and I like them as people, and yeah. I like what they stand for. And I think that in government, we need to have good people who are public servants who come from different backgrounds, um, no matter which party gets put in. So mm-hmm. I will be helping multiple people. But I love knocking on doors. I know I'm crazy, but I love talking you're big, to strangers. Furry, freaky hands. It's oh. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry, Jeez. Not, not that How did you know man hands is my other nickname? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I will be knocking on man, your door. Man hands Adams. Man hands Adams. Yeah. I will be knocking on your door maybe in the near future just to have a conversation about how we can make Alberta a better place you for everybody. You do really like the, the conversations. Like I do. Really like if you're in the grocery stories, store, yeah. I will talk to you about yeah. what kind of eggs you chose. I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. Yeah. I just like to talk. I like to know about people. Yeah. I just had a whole bunch of creepy scenarios where you're just walking up to people like, oh, geez, hey, jeez. Hmm, so, uh, what's, I swear, what's with the cheese? don't you judge people in the grocery aisle? I am so, like, focused when I go to do anything now. It's like, I just want to get out of, I want to go in, do what I need to do, and leave. Unless I'm by myself. If I'm by myself, then I'm just going to make it. Oh, you take it. as much time yeah. as you can in the yeah. grocery store by yourself. Yeah. Exactly. I'll just roll, a, like, a an apple under the apple Tree. desk and just climb under there and just like root around <laughs> just fuck around under the apple desk you know we've all been there this interview is going downhill fast <laughs> if you would like a new host of the undead press three on your touchtone phone <laughs> well, just the sound of people punching their phones exactly uh but thank you jenny we've been friends like for 100 years now hey yeah it's been a while yeah. 10 years well, at least yeah well 2000 and when were you Six, 2006 started, so yeah. 13 years now. Well, I wouldn't say we were friends. No, we were friends. Like, I thought you were a good guest and I used you for Mm -hmm. good television content. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Thanks. 
thank checks you. in the mail. Checks in the mail, <laughs> yeah. It's just a high five. And actually, it's just a picture of a high It's five. just a punch in the face. It's just a throat <laughs> punch. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that before I leave today. <laughs> thank you for being on my show. You're awesome. You're awesome. I'd like to thank Andrew Paul for producing this episode. I'd also like to thank the Edmonton Community Foundation for the recording space and the support. I'd also also like to thank Nathaniel Sutton of Brother Octopus slash Defend the Rhino slash whatever it is the heck he's working on for the intro music. You can find me at theundad.com or online at theundad on Twitter or just type in the undad on Facebook. Or you can email me at Trent at thetrentwilkie.com. Or you can just see me on the street and give me a way too long hug.